You're listening to the Getting Smart Podcast, where we unpack what's new and innovative in education. And today's podcast features a walking tour of downtown Boise that focuses on place-based education, or PBE. Caroline, we spent the past year working on a PBE campaign, so can you tell us exactly what that is? Yeah, that actually is part of the campaign. That's really what we spent the first part of it doing was really trying to define it. And really where we landed is that place-based education is anytime, anywhere learning that leverages the power of place to personalize learning. We really think of it as an approach to education that takes advantage of geography to make learning authentic, meaningful, and engaging for learners. As part of the blog series and the campaign, we had the chance to work with Teton Science Schools, and in particular, Nate McLennan. Today's podcast is a feature of him and Neva Geisler from the One Stone School giving a walking tour of downtown Boise to share with leaders what place-based education can look like in your own community and in your own city. You've heard us talk about One Stone before on both the podcast and on the blog. It's an innovative student-led school that we've been able to feature. So it was a perfect setting to bring together Teton Science Schools and One Stone for this tremendous opportunity. We're really excited for you guys to be able to sit back and not have to leave your home to get to go on this great walking tour of Boise. So let's listen in. somewhat of a place-based treasure hunt and so you're going to see a bunch of examples of what's going on and then we're going to try to categorize them into some of the framework we've been working with and trying to understand what does it mean to integrate learning directly with communities and integrate community into learning. So our definition of place-based education is really connecting learning and communities to do three things. Increase uh, engagement of whoever's learning, increase outcomes, and the last one is to increase community impact which is very much related to the world you all do here at One Stone. Um, so we've created and worked with Getting Smart, and then really the, we're, I come from an organization that's 50 years old, uh, so it's, we've done this for a long time about getting learning out into communities, and we've broken it down into six design elements. Um, and so the first design element, uh, you know, the, the first two are around defining place. And so the first thing is around community as classroom. We look at communities as three different components. The ecological component, what's the natural world around you, the economic, What's the business world around you? And then the social political, okay? We're all the social constructs around you. Second thing is, second element is around local to global. So we always start locally and think about how those examples are relevant and move us up to understanding the global sticky challenges that are out there that all people are gonna have to address and deal with, okay? Uh, our approach has two uh, different elements. First one is that it's learner-centered. All of you are doing learner center. A lot of us are doing learner center work. That includes mastery and competency-based, really focused on learner voice and choice and learner interests. Second thing is that it's interdisciplinary, is that when we're working in place, the world is interdisciplinary and project-based. That's how the world works. And so we also do that as well. And then the last part, uh, two elements around the how. And the first part of the how is understanding what is. And that we use the inquiry process. It's really looking with our own two eyes and saying, how does this world working? What are the observations we make? What is the data we're gathering, the hypotheses we're making, the predictions, et cetera? And how are we making conclusions based on that to figure out what are the challenges out there that are worthy addressing? So inquiry is the fifth element, and then the last element is around design thinking, is what do we do with all this information? So we imagine, we understand what is, and we imagine what could be. So what's gonna happen is we're gonna do a walking tour. I want you to keep those in mind. I'll review them again when we get to a shady area along the river. Yep. And we're gonna ask you to sort of connect 
what you observed and what One Stone used in the first iteration of their school and connect them to these principles of place-based education, which we think can help schools across the country and world really connect their schools and, and, and create impact in their communities. The place that we're going to stop by is this building right here, Jump. Jump is a project of the Simplot family. The Simplot family is J.R. Simplot, the potato magnet. They have done a lot of philanthropical things in this community, really to make it outstanding. They're very interested in helping Boise be one of the most livable cities in the country. So Jump is kind of a showcase for them. It's also attached to their corporate headquarters. What we have learned with Jump is that they have been a terrific supporter of One Stone and an excellent community partner. They are still struggling to find their place in the community and the balance between being a community resource and covering their costs. And they are, they are walking that dance. They have asked for our assistance in that. So what you'll find here as we walk through, it's a beautiful facility, but it often stands empty because the community is struggling to understand how to use it. So one of the questions that we talked about yesterday is, how do you work with a community partner who is also trying to figure out their own way? And how can you be helpful in a mutually beneficial way? So we'll walk through Jump. We were hosted there for two weeks when the school first launched in a, in a fabulous, fantastic space. Questions? Uh, I would just, just add that just as we're walking, even in just the transition, my eyes are always open for that what is question. So what exists here? And then what could be that design thinking piece? So as we continue to walk and we go into Jump, ask yourselves those meta levels for us as adults but also as students, like where are the next project's coming from? Who needs help? What are the opportunities? And really spin into that inquiry and design cycle as part of our play space. But the Jane Catherine Albertson Family Foundation did extensive research, ethnographic research, about why students don't go on in Idaho. We have a, one of the lowest college going rates in the country, and the, one of the lowest rates of students who go directly to college and then graduate. And what they learned was is that that high school kids in Idaho love Idaho. They love Idaho, they see its value, they do not see the value of college because they have not had a positive high school experience. And so what, is that, what that's resulting in is there are some great jobs and industries in Idaho, high tech industries specifically, like a place like Micron, that, where they cannot fill jobs with Idaho kids. So what we're the fastest growing the fastest growing industry in Idaho are call centers and jobs that pay $10 an hour. So as a state, we have started a dialogue around, we are in a crisis that we are growing, a uh, we are growing our poverty and we are shortchanging ourselves. So how can we step up as a state and start to train people so that one, they do have the skills and the education that they need to take these higher paying jobs and also then to attract those higher paying jobs to Idaho. How can we do that? And I think a key component of that is by community building and community place-based education and helping students connect and understand how what they're learning connects to the real world and to make those connections and grow your social, your social capital and your network. So that's part of the reasoning behind our internship program is to give every student an opportunity to go out and see what's out in the community. We'll pass another building on our way, uh, Drake Cooper, an advertising agency here in town, phenomenal organization, and uh, Sharla, and who's in the school, who's our school counselor, and Bennett, her son, go to school at One Stone. 
And so we have a strong relationship and connection there, but they have also in turn built a really robust internship program and coaching program where they send folks over to coach our two bird students and our two bird students often do internships with them to really gain real world experience. And, and just as a thinking about Idaho is that those four major metropolitan areas, but then the rest is rural. And, and uh, one of our design challenges at our organization is how do you replicate this model of design thinking and getting people out in the community and, and understanding what could be next in small rural areas? Because I think that's the second part of this challenge. Boise's one place, but what happens if you're in a small community of 100 people? What do internships look like? What does innovation look like? And how do they reinvent rural spaces, which is the, the question we're tackling. Right. About three years ago, we did a design thinking challenge in partnership with Stanford University called uh, Breaker Boy. It was the first time that this organization had done a design thinking challenge with high school students. It was an eight-day event, and the challenge was, what, what is the future of stuff? And so we arranged for eight days of site visits to a number of makers and manufacturers. So as we're walking through here, a couple of them were here. Proof Eyewear was one of them, and that grew up, it was an Idaho company. Um, they make sunglasses and wallets, and they were in transition from being kind of an artisan crafts kind of a market into they were starting to make their product in Japan. And what will come up here on the left is Idaho Candy Company. It's one of the oldest candy companies in the country. The potato spud bar, yeah. Um, right here on the left. And so students have an opportunity also to understand what it looks like if you don't choose to grow. What is manufacturing and making look like on a small scale? Also as part of that, we had a really excellent half day experience at Micron to see what does it look like at the far end of manufacturing and technology on a global basis. You're listening to the Getting Smart Podcast, and today's episode features a walking tour with Nate McLennan of Teton Science Schools and Neva Geisler of OneStone. If you're enjoying today's podcast, be sure to check out Season 2, Episode 39, where we take you on an audio field trip to Teton Science Schools in beautiful Jackson Hole, Wyoming. I loved that podcast, Kat. It was such a great chance to hear the sounds of what learning is like in Wyoming. Another great podcast is Season 2, Episode 56, where we take you for an inside look at the student-led One Stone and how it's transforming Boise. You'll even have a chance to listen in to hear what a student-led board meeting sounds like. Now back to the podcast. The next stop is Trailhead, founded by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs to provide them access to the tools and connections they need to build something with impact. Located in the 8th Street Learning Corridor, cluster of tech-focused businesses and institutions employing or training individuals on coding, website, software, or apps. Now let's listen in. This is a startup incubator that's a partnership, public-private partnership with the city of Boise. People who are doing startup businesses can come here, they can use the space, they can use the equipment, but more importantly, they can access the networks of other startups who come before them. And that's both in, in networking and also in social capital and in expertise and knowledge. So it's a, a very shared idea here. Across the street from here is Drake Cooper, the advertising agency who I spoke about, who has onboarded so many of our school interns. So this area right here is really kind of the hotbed of startup and innovation. One of the things that we're exploring with Trailhead is a potential opportunity to offer a code camp at One Stone. They offer a code school currently, but Boise State University has just launched a program 
for computer science teachers to teach in high school, and they are looking for opportunities to practice that. So they had approached Trailhead about it, and Trailhead had approached us about exploring that opportunity. So Jared is the lead on this, and it's something that we had, we, we visited a couple of months ago, and we have that opportunity. One of the wonderful things about being where we are right now is that it's raining opportunity at One Stone. So it's also managing those opportunities and how can we both leverage and maximize them. What you're seeing here on the left is the library. This is Julia Davis Park, the oldest park in the state of Idaho. The Art Museum and the Historical Museum. We're, we've had some early discussions with the Art Museum about ways that we could partner and work together. Tom and our team have had some discussions about what it might look like to do some design thinking and engage at a deeper level with the museum. So th those are places that are future place-based learning opportunities for us. And this is going to change. Yes. This, the library is about to explode. Um, they're <laughs> going to build out into this parking lot and they're combining the city's arts and arts and cultural department with the library. So this will be an arts and cultural center for the city. And one stone was lucky enough to be invited into some of those early focus groups to engage the perspective of high school students in what the ideal space would look like. So before we leave here, Nate, when you look around at a, <laughs> at a corner like this, what do you see in terms of place-based ed opportunities? Yeah, no, it's a great question. So I see obviously the sort of the library piece and how students can really be, not just go to the library or not just go to the art museum or the history museum, but be deeply embedded in those places. And I think that's, that's the next leap we have to take, which is deep, deep place-based education, which is this idea of students as citizens of the community rather than participants in programs that those schools offer. Yeah. So they should be constructing, they should be building and making yeah. and offering in all these organizations. And so um, can schools, uh, if there's no library in town, can they be the library? Uh, if there's no makerspace in town, can they be the makerspace? Can they create their own spaces that simulate what's happening in really growing and rich environments? So what you see here is something that, that Boiseans are particularly proud of. This is the Anne Frank Human Rights Memorial. It started out as an idea just to put a plaque out and there was so much support for it that it grew into what we see here, which is a kind of outdoor classroom. There's a number of, a number of areas that, of art and poetry and really inspiring things. It's a great place to bring students to learn about Anne Frank and to learn really about human rights in general. A lot of our kids who come to the school have already had an experience as a younger student in this space. So many of them are really familiar with it. Also what's behind me is the cabin. And I think this is another great opportunity to talk about ways in which our social networks have supported One Stone. We've had really generous folks come alongside of us and offer to buy tickets to authors, um, tickets to table for tables for events. And the cabin being just one of them where we, we had an opportunity to take a table of 10 kids to a really intimate dining experience with Gloria Steinem when she was in town. And it really led to a really rich opportunity. So a number of things like that have happened. And other organizations have also brought, brought writers and thinkers and speakers here. And our individual donors have come, have come to support us in purchasing tickets and tables and then giving those to One Stone students. So the students really have opportunity to think of the whole community as a classroom with many teachers. 
one one of the things that we're str not struggling with, but working on our own challenges, how do you measure long-term impact? So if you do a lot of work in community, like you all are doing at One Stone and that place-based schools are doing, and sometimes it's called permeate schools that are permeable or open-walled schools, is how do we measure that long-term impact? Pretty easy to measure student engagement, pretty relatively easy to measure outcomes, but that impact's really interesting. Second thing is, and Tom's clued me into this a little bit, and we've had some good conversations around uh, big data part of inquiry is that as we're going through our world and trying to understand communities and places, we have access to massive amounts of data. And how do we teach students and learners of all ages to access that, to assimilate it, to synthesize it, and then move forward with, say, a design challenge? Um, so, and then the third piece is, is really, I think it's critical that we've uh, said over and over again, is that when we look at communities, we have to be multifaceted. We have to look at ecological balance with economic balance with that social political. And all three of those things, you may focus on one or the other, but you have to consider those other two facets when you're thinking about projects, when you're out in your community doing real work. So. And, and I would add, and I'll point out a couple of these landmarks on the way back, don't don't overlook partners who you don't think are a logical fit. Right mm. through here is the tap room of Payet Pay Brewing Company. Payet Brewing Company is a microbrewery. Boise has a robust microbrew scene. And uh, this is the nearest microbrewery to One Stone. So we spend a little bit of time there. We like to work hard, play hard. And they had a, a charity night and they chose One Stone as their charity. We set up a, a booth there. We talked to folks that night. We garnered some cheerleaders and champions and donors and we recruited one of our best coaches that night who now coaches in the Solution Lab. So it's, it is unusual to say that as a high school we partnered with a bar, but we partnered with a brewery who's really interested in community building and it was successful for everyone. Thanks so much to Nate and Neva for taking us on a great tour of downtown Boise today. Be sure to check out the Getting Smart podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. And while you're there, subscribe and rate us. For more on all things innovations and learning, check out our blog as well at gettingsmart.com. For the Getting Smart podcast, this is Caroline and Kat signing off. Thank you.